right, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? I'm jumping on the green room. See if anybody joins. Hopefully, we can get a football discussion going on. Uh, as many of you may know, the NFL preseason has kicked off. Football is here finally. Uh, you know, it was a really uh, cool year last year. You know, and uh, there's a lot of rookies that are more established this year, like Herbert and uh, Burrow is coming back from injury. You got a lot of quarterback competitions. Uh, there's just a lot of things to watch this year, quite a few things. And, um, you know, based off the the epic year we had last year with uh, Brady on a new team and winning the Super Bowl, you know, I think there's a lot of expectation from fans this year um, for some good football, you know. And you look at um, the way that the off season. There's been a lot of news, you know, tons of news. And you look at that, and so you you're kind of expecting, I think, as a fan to, you know, to uh, basically just be fed entertainment more and more and more. You know what I mean? So. So, yeah, it's just one of those things that, you know, football is a money-making industry, you know, and, and it's a fan-fueled industry. And, you know, they never aim to disappoint in the NFL. They um, figure out all kinds of ways to uh, put stuff on TV, <laughs> you know, to try to keep the fans entertained. Which, for the most part, I think they do a pretty good job at it. Um, you know, it, it's crazy that the preseason is picking up the way that it is. Um, well, it's not crazy, I guess. It's really, it's expected. But it's just, you know, like, as a fan, you really, really want to watch just any football. Because you're thinking... There hasn't been football all year, and, you know, what's, you know, like, you're kind of waiting the whole off season for just any game at all, and uh, once you get that going, then, you know, some people, I think, fizzle out on the preseason, like, even myself, like, I started really hyped up. You know, I just really had to see some NFL football. And uh, then I realized that they were all going to be on NFL Network. And I don't have NFL Network. So then I'm thinking, well, you know, I guess I'll just, you know, is it really a big deal? Those games don't even count. I guess I'll just wait for the season and then – uh you know, when you're looking at your own team, which the Broncos, you know, I live in Colorado, and so the Broncos were going to be there. And uh, so, you know, like on my TV. And so basically, 
you know, it, it went from, you know, oh, I don't really care about the preseason to, oh, my gosh, I get a game. You know, I get to watch the Broncos. At least I'll get those games. And um, based off of, you know, what I saw from from Drew Locke and all that, it, it looked like it was a really good game. But the problem was, you know, that uh, it almost seemed, I don't know, it, like, you know. Well, anyway, let me, let me finish my story. So the, and I'll, I'll cover the Broncos in a second because that's clearly where I'm headed here. But, you know, I think that uh, it's it's crazy how, you know, that was the one game I thought I would get. And then the uh, TV, the cable box was giving me issues and wouldn't play the game. So, you know, but... You know, going on to more sports topic uh, discussion from what happened this week, at least with that that Bronco game. Um, you know, it it was cool because uh, both of those quarterbacks. You know, Bridgewater, he's not he's he's been in the league for a while. You know, he was drafted to the Vikings. He got injured. I'm not really sure why they moved on from him. Because it was like, it was almost like Bridgewater got injured. And in his absence, because of the injury, they found a different quarterback. That's what it kind of seemed like. Where it just decided what they'd seen of him, he wasn't good enough, maybe. Or something, but... I feel like when he came back was maybe a year that they had, like, (laughs) drafted Sam Bradford, too, or something. Not drafted him, but, like, signed him off the street. And uh, I don't even know if he ended up starting, though. There's always, like, crazy things that happen, I feel like, a lot of times, like, with signings and stuff, you know. Like, for instance, when Russell Wilson came in... And uh, he got the starting job as a third-round pick rookie over the guy, Matt Flynn, they were paying all the money to. (laughs) It seems like that type of stuff happens quite a bit. And if you're the guy that's getting paid, I mean, you're happy you're getting paid, but you kind of, I feel like you want to start too, you know what I mean? (laughs) But, yeah, so, okay, so Bridgewater... You know, then I can't remember. He went, so he went from the Vikings, and I think he was actually on the Saints after that, like for a few years. It seemed like he was going to take over for Breeze. Seemed like that was a pretty good fit, made sense. And then Taysom Hill, I don't even know when, because he's like 30. So I think maybe he went to school for a long time and just was late to the NFL or something. Went to school later, maybe. I'm not really sure too much about Taysom Hill. But what was crazy about him, um, you know, is that he becomes, like, this really liked guy by the Saints coach, right? And um, so the Saints coach, 
<laughs> he is uh really talking him up. I think it was last year on one of the ESPN shows. And uh, you could tell that he really likes him. But they also brought in Jameis Winston, which I guess you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket if Breeze got hurt last year. And, of course, now it's a quarterback competition between those guys to uh, who's going to get the start, which I didn't see much highlights, none really. I'm not saying there isn't any, but I just didn't see them, I guess, uh, highlights from uh, Jameis. But Taysom, it actually looked like he was doing okay um, from the one or two highlights I saw. But who knows, once again. But anyway, so Bridgewater, he's on the Saints for a while. He ended up on the Panthers last year. That didn't work out. Um, I guess he just didn't play as good as they wanted or something. I don't think he really got injured, though, as far as I remember. But... uh, you know, so then Denver takes him, which, so he's on Denver now, which makes a lot of sense, right, to some degree. But then, you know, well, nothing's happened, like, bad, but I'm just saying, then, yesterday, he seems to do really good, except, in my eyes, which, once again, I couldn't watch the game, I was having issues, you know, uh, with my box. And uh, so what happens is Drew Locke throws an 80-yard touchdown pass to this guy with number one, which, by the way, it's, like, really cool. It seems really cool and, like, cutting edge to have all these wide receivers with, like, one. And I saw a wide receiver with the number six and, like, I mean, it seems, like, really cool, but only because only cause it's new to the NFL. Because, like, college has been doing this for a long time, right? And, uh, but, yeah, it, so, anyway, going back to Locke, like, yeah, I mean, you're looking at the guy, right? And you're thinking, what the fudge, dude? Why didn't you do this the last three years? Like, Denver has been terrible. It's been, like, two years at least that he was uh, starting, I think, or at least playing or whatever. Um, You know, so it's, I don't know. You know, as a Bronco fan, you're just hoping, like, there was all this talk about getting Rodgers, which I think any Bronco fan would have been crazy if they didn't want Rodgers, right? Because you just got to go. You got to go with him. He's, He's the GOAT, you know what I mean? Well, like, one of the GOATs in the NFL history. And he just won an MVP award. Like, you got to go with Rodgers if you can get him. Or even Deshaun Watson, I I feel like. But, yeah, there's that whole controversy where he's pending possible jail time and definitely punishment from the NFL. So, you know. But but I'm feeling really good about um, our quarterback situation based off of that preseason game. But once again, it's preseason, so you can't really, you know, the teams are, and players and stuff can be are way better when all the starters are starting and it's not preseason and all that. So you can't really judge off of the preseason game, but it just makes you feel a little bit hopeful, you know, by seeing 
the fact of, you know, Locke has an arm like that and he's able to read this other wide receiver so fast he can run by and and Locke can hit him perfect, you know, with the throw. and I mean, it does make you feel good. It makes you feel like, wow, dude, like, we actually might have a chance here. And then not only that, but Bridgewater, which either way, even even if Locke backs us up or Bridgewater backs us up or whatever, like, you still want a good backup, you know. I mean, they may not be there forever because they want their chance to start somewhere, but well, that's the only good news for the Broncos if they end up with a really good backup, too, you know. And, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's crazy when you're looking at um, trying to figure out, you know, how your team can get to the next level, um, you know, and that's, that's been one of the biggest things that I've criticized the Broncos for is that they're just not consistent enough, you know, like, and really not just the Broncos, but teams in general. Like, they're not consistent, you know. You go coach after coach after coach, and, you know, then you got new quarterback, and then you got, you know, they just change way too much. You got new offensive coordinator. You got new this. You got new that. How is there supposed to be anyone that knows, like, that gets comfortable and knows what's going on to be able to to do stuff from a week-to-week basis, you know what I mean? So teams, I think, need consistency more than anything, you know. We just don't see the consistency. We just think, man, this guy sucks, you know. Man, we better replace him right away. But it's like maybe what he's doing would have worked if people had more time. I don't know. You know, I'm not really an NFL GM, so maybe that whole theory's, you know, ridiculous. But but it does seem that way. Like they move on way too fast. Like you look at the the Browns all those years ago. They were case one example. You know, they kept moving on all the time, and now that they finally got the band together. You know, it seems like nobody's moving on too fast right now, which is what they needed. And, you know, you can kind of see with the Browns, like, that it took a long time, but the culture around there was changing. It kind of felt a little different. Kind of felt like maybe this was going to work this time. And I think they stopped being so gun happy with firing people quite as fast. And, it seems like there was, you know, they they made the right changes to end up where they're at. So I know some people think they're like Super Bowl favorites, which I don't really agree with, you know. Um, I, I think you got to, you know, which people have been talking about how Gardner Minshew has the same stats as Baker does, like the last couple of years, few years or something like that, which is just <laughs> mind boggling. Because, yeah, everybody's talking about Baker and how he's a franchise guy, which he, you know, he is good. I mean, if he didn't have a good team around him, like I've heard people say, then, you know, maybe he's not as good. But 
I mean, if something's working, you got to keep going with it. Like, you plug another better quarterback in there, then, you know, if it's like a Rodgers or something, then, uh, you know, then then he probably does better than Mayfield, but, but you know, it, you can't really – you can't think that just anyone would do better than Baker on that team because, like, he knows the offense and he's kind of more comfortable with it than other people would be. And so people that say, oh, well, he's not really that good and, you know, other quarterbacks would be better, you know, stuff like that. I don't know. You know, I don't really know about that take, but... But yeah, it's it's just one of those things that uh you know, the more that you look at it um you know, like go moving on to a different team. You know, the Bills give you the sense and we've had the sense before, right? Like I have at least like Lemon Jaguars got to like the game, I think it was the game right before the Super Bowl, which was just crazy for them. It still is, if you think about it, because that organization is pretty, I would say they seem like they're pretty dysfunctional. So for them to have had the success that they did and to make it to that game, looking back, is like super crazy. Because um, they were dysfunctional around that time, too, I think. Maybe not that year, but years before it and definitely years after it and but when you look at um you know the bills and they came really close to going to the super bowl and you look at the success that they've had you know it, it does make you feel like you're looking at a team that's just knocking on the door and it could be a lot of people getting excited about um, their quarterback before he's actually ready, you know, before he's actually proved it at least two years. But there is something different about Josh Allen, and I think the whole league and all the fans and everyone feels it. And, you know, I think it's going to be the real deal. I, you know, I think I would be surprised on that if he wasn't good. Whereas if if you showed me Blake Bortles, everybody was kind of like, I don't know, but, I mean, he did do good, so you got to give him some credit, you know. Some people were, I mean, I was like that with the credit part, but, I mean, some people were totally wanting to still say he wasn't good, I think. But, uh, you know, here we are years later, you know, and it was more likely for Blake Bortles to not be good than uh, that it's going to be for Josh Allen not, to not be good, I feel like. You know, and I, I wanted to give Blake Bortles a chance, you know, because I think if you have a phenomenal year, you, you always see if that's building to the next year, you know what I mean? But, yeah, it, I feel like it was definitely more likely in my mind that uh, 
Bortles wouldn't be good than it is Josh Allen. You know, I I really feel like he's the real deal, and he did take a huge leap last year, and he's gonna, you know, and most people feel that way that he's gonna be successful. You know, I don't know what that means. I don't know what successful means. Like they might keep losing to the Chiefs for all we know, but. You know, I think that when you look at them, they may have, you know, they'll probably keep winning. They may even get to a Super Bowl. They may even win a Super Bowl. But they're going to be, I guess, in the hunt, you know, for, I don't know, maybe even like 10 years or more, maybe. Um and possibly win some stuff, you know. So, you know, I think that if you're a Bills fan, like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to you, you know. And if you're, like, say, a Jets fan, and you really feel like Zach Wilson, for instance, is the guy, then um, you're hoping that's what happens for your team because you haven't had that. Or Justin Fields with the Bears, you know. I mean, you're hoping, you know, for good things because you just have never had that before. And, uh, you know, as far as like the top tier quarterback, if you're the Bears and, uh, you know, I think Jay Cutler was probably as close as they came and he was talented and he was good. But I think he was never quite, you know, what they wanted him to be. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and that whole Cutler thing, you know, the Broncos had dealed with him too. You know, they we drafted him. And, uh, you know, he, he was an interesting cat, you know. I think if we had kept him and not moved on to who was the next guy, Tebow, I don't even remember at this point. There's been so many Bronco quarterbacks. But, like, if we had kept Cutler, oh, you know who it was? It was Kyle Orton because Josh uh, McDaniels had just taken the head coaching job. And he, Josh McDaniels is the one that drafted Tebow, you know, which in a way that was, like, in a way, Josh McDaniels drafting Tebow was like the best possible move because that led to. Now, I always thought Tebow was treated unfairly. You know, technically, he really should have got a shot. I'm looking at it from the lens of that we ended up with Elway, or not with Elway, with Peyton Manning, right? Oh, we brought in Manning. We went to one Super Bowl. We did lose, but at least we went to one, I guess. And then they saw that our defense needed to be vamped up because of that result. And they vamped it up, and then we won another Super Bowl. So that's one of the greatest leading uh, things that had been done in franchise to some degree. But it also sucks for Tebow. Um, You know, I, I... I think when you look at, um, you know, that, that Super Bowl with Cam Newton 
and Von Miller. That was, I feel like that's got to be up there with most dominant player in a Super Bowl ever. I think Von probably got the Super Bowl MVP for that one. He, he better have. I believe he did. But, uh, yeah, he basically pretty much scored, like, two touchdowns himself. <laughs> you know? Like, he he was making Cam Newton fumble all over the place. I mean, that was just a really awesome Super Bowl for the Broncos. Like, if you're a Broncos fan, that's, like, pretty much – no, that probably is your favorite game ever. That's my favorite game ever. Um, man, that was so epic. It was Super Bowl 50. And I could not believe it was like so magical because we were the ones that landed on the number 50. And oh my gosh, this is so awesome. And it just felt magical. They had a little bit of gold. You, you would see Bronco with the blue and orange gear with like gold. They threw gold in there because it was the Super Bowl, you know. And, like, yeah, it was just, it might have had, like, a gold trophy, you know, when I say gold or whatever. But, but yeah, it, it was cool being the champs. So, anyway, guys, I'm going to wrap this up. I don't see anybody joining uh, Green Room, unfortunately. Uh, I guess it's just too early. But I did have a good little NFL talk, and I'm going to put that out. Um, hopefully next week I can get some uh, people in here to talk. But uh, thank you for um, listening to this, and please support the podcast in any way. Uh, if you want to write in uh, to the sports video games and nonsense at gmail.com, and if you want to be on the show or if you want to get a hold of it, uh, just write in there. And uh, thank you for listening. By the way, we're up on Apple Podcasts now. I just did that last night. Um, we're on Spreaker. It's pending to come to Amazon and Audible, but should be coming there soon. I, I don't. I don't assume that there would be much of a holdup. I think we'll probably get in there just fine. And uh, of course, we've been on Google Podcasts um, and some other ones for a while, so you can get the show there. Um, tell a friend. Tell some people. Um, if you're listening to this, you probably already have the show, but just tell some people about it where they can get it. And, uh, thank you for listening and supporting. Please rate and review, um, the show if you don't mind. Um, definitely add it to your queue, but please, if you got negative things that you want to rate or review, please just don't rate or review because, you know, that that's going to affect me really bad in the long run. And uh, I'm just figuring out this podcasting thing as, as I go. So uh, please don't be too hard on me. So thanks, guys, and have a good day.